Now, where did I put it? Hmm. Ah, here it is. Welcome to the Toolbox. Tools for life and everything in between. Stuff you can use or toss, it's up to you. Howdy everybody, Chance Burles here coming to you with the first of my planned uh, Tools for the Toolbox addendums. Uh, basically, I don't have a guest today, and what I'm going to be discussing is something that I've gone through, and uh, how I kind of wrestled with it in my own head, and then where I'm at with it now. That way, you know, if it helps any one of you that is going through something similar, then awesome. That's, uh, that's the whole point of me doing this. So, I'm going to be telling you today about a dream that I had a couple of weeks ago. And it was, just so you guys know, it could be a rather triggering, intense dream. It was for me. And uh, what happened was I actually woke up from this dream in quite the start. I jumped out of bed and uh, I felt uh, horrible. I was really agitated. I was felt like uh, I was really threatened and I was looking for threats. Uh, it was not a pleasant situation at the time, but... Before I go too much into the aftermath, uh, I just want to tell, talk to you about the dream itself. So, you know, nightmares are nightmares are a very difficult thing for vets, first responders, and people who have been through trauma, as we don't always remember the dream 100%, or we, you know, we remember the feelings of it, how agitated it made us, or how angry we were, or, you know, the, the emotions surrounding it, rather than what the actual content of the dream was. And initially, uh, this dream was similar. So I'll start with how it all started and then kind of carry on from there. So I found myself in an ambiguous environment. I don't really remember the, the details. Like I, I couldn't tell you where I was. I had no real sense of direction. I just remember kind of being there. Uh, and I had the, this really horrible feeling of being surrounded uh of being surrounded but like threatened by something so i was definitely uh feeling very threatened i was feeling very agitated i was feeling like my life was in danger and i couldn't see a way out i couldn't see a way forward i couldn't see a way anywhere really it was just kind of an ambiguous background um, almost kind of blurred out, but in the corner of my eye, I thought I could always see something, something that was elusive. It was hiding kind of in the shadows and, uh, there weren't any shadows, but it was just that kind of a feeling where they were there, but I couldn't put my, I couldn't find them correctly. And, um, again, I felt very vulnerable. So I did, uh, I started trying to figure out what to do and my first thoughts were go to my tools so I reached down and I had a rifle on me and I started trying to use that and I brought it up and squeezed the trigger and nothing happened so I did my IA drills and I uh I racked it tap rack and go nothing okay try it again nothing drop the mag put a new mag in try it nothing Rack it again, tap, rack, and go, nothing. Okay, the rifle is obviously not working. So I put it down, went for a pistol. Pistol was there, grabbed that, brought it up, squeezed the trigger, nothing. 
same thing. Tap rack and go. Nothing. Dropped a mag. Threw a new mag in. Nothing. Tap rack and go. Nothing. Um, looking at the machine, like the rifle didn't, there were no malfunctions in it. It just wasn't working. Looking at the pistol, there were no malfunctions. It just wasn't working. Um, I reached up for my radio, pressed the toggle switch, and nothing. Tried communicating to the outside. I need help. I need backup. I need support. Something. Nobody. It was just me by myself. No help. And none of my tools are working. I'd reach for a knife, but I couldn't get, couldn't find the thing that I was trying to fight with. And it was infuriating because everything I was trying wasn't working. And I kept looking for something else to go to. What else do I have? What other tools can I use? What what weapons do I have to face this threat? And it was just everything I tried wasn't working. So uh, as you can imagine, in those moments, I was feeling completely helpless and almost defeated. And I started getting really angry. And then in the dream, the the threat appears. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember being able to see something, something that I could actually grasp and like I could target. And, uh, and I just engaged and all I had was my hands at that point and I just did whatever I possibly could to engage that threat right down to my bare hands and um, and again I you know I could never quite get a hold of it I couldn't quite get a good enough grasp to control it and that's all I was trying to do was get you know get close engage and control rest some sort of control from uh, from this dream, this uh, feeling, this horrible situation that I w- was in. And just as I was about to actually get a good, solid grip, something that I could actually hold on to, was when I woke up. And I woke up with a start. I like leapt out of bed, and I started looking around. And it took me a couple of minutes. I was breathing heavy. My heart was racing. I had sweat all over my face, and... Uh, and I remember standing there beside my bed, breathing really heavily and looking for a threat. And the only thing that was in my bedroom was my wife, my bed, dresser, like just a dark room. And it was horrifying because in that moment, that moment in between the dream and reality, I was still thinking that there was a threat somewhere. And it took me a minute or so, and I finally worked my breathing and calmed myself down and sat back down on my bed and just tried to focus on what it was that happened. And as I was thinking, the, the dream started to slip out of my memory, and I was just left with this feeling of being agitated, threatened, and confused. And it it, it really sucked because I didn't really know what had happened. I didn't really know why I was feeling the way I was feeling. All I knew was that I had a messed up dream and I was pissed off. And this affected me for the next few days. I was two, three days down the road. I was I had no patience. I had um, I didn't have the ability to really focus on any one task and had a really hard time getting anything done that needed to get done. And I was I was at a point where the slightest mishap would elicit a 
a barrage from myself, I would be so angry and I would go directly into, go from zero to yelling in a heartbeat. Now I got two small boys and they're, um, they're great, great dudes, but, um, without any patience to deal with young children, it is very difficult to be around young children. And I still had to be there. I still had to help with his homework. I still had to, you know, live life with my wife and, um, hang out with my boys and be able to talk to other people and work the, the walk and do a bunch of other things. And there was, it was a very, very difficult few days, uh, especially for my family, uh, as well as myself, but it was really challenging. Luckily I had an appointment with my psychologist set up for, uh, three or four days after this dream happened. So we were able to sit down and discuss it. And her and I really kind of dove into it. And she wanted me to, to try and pull up the feelings and put words to what I, what I was going through. And so I did, you know, I, her and I worked up a little storyboard and we kind of walked through the feelings of the dream. And as I was working through the feelings, as I was not so much reliving them, but I was bringing them back up into the forefront of my brain. I started to remember details. And I started remembering the the little things, um, like the fact that I had I had weapons, I had tools to use, I had the radio, and nothing was happening, and all these other little details that I mentioned earlier. And she brought up the fact that this was a good thing. Now, in my mind, I was still pretty, pretty agitated about this whole situation. I didn't, I don't like the fact that I wake up in a huff at times or have these, uh, really nasty dreams that, uh, that push me in the wrong direction. Uh, but her and I sat down and we started working through it. And what she wanted me to do was we, we talked through the whole thing the from the beginning to end. And we did it a couple times. And she was like, okay, so if you didn't wake up when you did, how would you have liked to have seen that dream end? And I thought about it for a little while. And what I keyed on was the fact that what I was trying to do was get a little bit of control. I was trying to grip the threat or get a hold of it so that I could actually do something. Uh, I could move forward with whatever was going on or I could figure out what it is that was I was fighting or I could, um, you know, I could plan for the next step, whatever that was. And so I, I told her what, what it was, was that, you know, when you can control a threat, you put your 100% of your being into control of that threat. So you're going to put all your effort into it and you will hold that thing down. And over time, you don't require to use as much effort as whatever it is that is threatening you relaxes. So if you're a bouncer or, you know, a police officer or military or whatever, and there's a threat in front of you, you're going to use the utmost you know, the maximum amount of effort that is required of you in that situation. And you're going to use that maximum effort until you don't need it anymore. 
So for me in the dream, what I wanted to happen was the fact that I could get control over it, I could see what it is, and then I could reassess and figure out what to do next. And after I went through this, um, my psychologist said, you know, this is this is a good thing. You, This is different than other dreams that you've had and described to me and different than other negative situations that have come from these dreams. And the first reason is because you had tools. You had something that you were trying in the midst of uncertainty. In, in that the dream, I had a rifle, I had a pistol, I had a radio, I had a knife, I had my hands, and that I, I would not stop trying even when something didn't work, right? The rifle didn't work. Okay, do your drills. Work through the problem. And you get to a point where, okay, this is not working anymore. So I put it aside, went to a different tool, did the same thing. I worked through the problems. I ran through my eyes and stoppages. I, I used the tools in my toolbox, whatever you want to call it. And every time one of them didn't work, I try something else. And I didn't have a sense of negativity. I didn't have a sense of, oh, fuck, this isn't working. I'm, uh, oh, shit, I got to go to something else. Oh, it was just, this doesn't work, move on. This doesn't work, move on. After speaking to my psychologist about it, and after her and I really sat down and, you know, unpacked this dream, I'm realizing that that is exactly what is happening. Um, I've gone many years dealing with post-traumatic stress and the, uh, the symptoms of trauma and without much tangible results. But this, this dream was one of those tangible results. It was something that I can actually look at and say, you know what, this is different. This is better than what it used to be, where my dreams used to just be very negative and were uh, reliving moments of time where I had absolutely no control and I just had to sit and watch really bad things happen. But now I'm in this dream and I'm actually fighting back. I'm actually standing up to whatever it is that is threatening me. I'm trying to gain control over something that I can't even figure out what it is. But I'm trying. I'm actually moving forward. This is the key point that I take from this is that just like being in a fight, just like being in a jujitsu role, just like being in, in combat, is that you can't stop to mourn the loss of a tool. If you're trying to do something and it's not working, okay, move on. What's next? We used to have this thing, and I only got a taste of it. I know lots of guys uh, that I serve with that absolutely hate this this sentence, but so what? If you are developing a plan and you want to drive down this road, well, so what? Well, the enemy knows that you want to use that road. So what? Well, if the enemy knows the road, that's probably going to have an obstacle on it. So what? Well, if there's an obstacle, then we're going to need engineers. So what? Well, if we need engineers, then we're going to have uh, a longer supply train. Well, so what? Well, if we have a longer supply train, that means it's going to be harder for us to advance at any great length. Well, so what? And it just keeps going on and on and on. And the whole concept is that you have to continue, you have to plan for your contingencies based on what you know. And with this dream, I realized that I have begun the process of working the contingencies. And instead of just falling on 
the negativity and the um, despair that you can get into from not having control of uh, of your dreams and of the uh, the symptoms that you're dealing with in you know, occupational stress injuries or post traumatic stress in general uh, is that you have to take control of what you can control, and if it's not in your control, so be it. You just leave it by the wayside, recognize it, plan for a contingency, but you can't control it. Like you can't control the weather, but you can control how you react to the weather. If all you did was complain about it, then nothing happens. But if you make contingencies for it, if you say if it's raining that day, this would be a great day to practice recce's. So we'll practice our, you know, reconnaissance and do movement through the woods while it's raining. Uh, if it's snowing out, well, then this is a perfect time to start working on how to do uh, improvised defenses during the winter. And you, uh, you can practice your movement with your, uh, with your snowshoes on. You can, like, there's lots of things you can do in snowy weather. There's lots of things you can do in rainy weather. There's lots of things you can do in hot weather. It doesn't always need to be perfect out for everyone to uh, get some training in. And with this dream, what I am coming to realize now is that, that it is the embodiment of that concept. I'm using the to- utilizing the tools that I now have from years of therapy and work and advocacy and helping others. Um, I've, I've gained the tools that, to be able to keep trying, keep cycling, keep moving forward in some way. Even down to my hands where I was just me a threat and me trying to get a hold of it right like there there's always another step and if that step is made then it's a step i had a uh, a thought earlier today is that failure is a mindset right you can have a setback you can have um a break you can have a pivot you can have a shift you can have whatever but you never fail until you actually quit until in your head you say i'm done and you just let it die and that that failure mindset we really need to realize is that it it is a it is an actual mindset that you cannot fail unless you let yourself fail one of my favorite podcasters and um, I'm a big fan of this guy Jocko Willink he always says you know good because if you can say good then you still have breath in your lungs so you still have a heartbeat so everything everything has some good in it so in this dream that I thought was entirely negative and jacked me up for a few days and I was super pissed off. It's actually good that I had it at the time I had it because it gave me an opportunity to really investigate it and really look at it from a different perspective with the help of my psychologist and with, um, with some hindsight to actually develop a new outlook on the situation. And so I bring you, you know, this addendum to the usual tools for the toolbox in that I'm going to use these uh, to describe some of the situations that I've gone through and some of the difficulties that I continue to go through because I think this is something that needs to be talked about. It's something that needs to be discussed in the open and really have uh, an honest and deliberate conversation 
about what we go through on a regular basis as as soldiers, as first responders, as as any number of things that have to deal with trauma on a regular basis and then have to deal with the aftermath of that trauma. And that's uh, all I got for you tonight, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this little dive into my own brain and um, I look forward to bringing you another episode of Tools for the Toolbox very shortly and possibly another addendum at some point in the future. Thanks very much. That concludes this episode of The Toolbox. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you were able to use some of the information that was offered. I want to thank all those putting it on the line for us every day. Military, veterans, first responders, and public servants. Keep up the good work. I look forward to bringing you more tools for your toolbox. And until next time, stay open, stay humble, and stay focused. Chimo. Chimo.